be the last one standing Two hands in the air, I'm a champion You'll be looking up at me when it's over Welcome to another episode of Supercoach Insider. My name is Ben. And I'm Chris. And this is our Fremantle team analysis. Excellent. Um, lots to talk about, funnily enough, with Fremantle. So they've got a lot of trade-ins. They've got a lot of draft uh, prospects, so rookies. And, and Ross is the boss. Ross the boss. <laughs> <laughs> He's actually done really good for Supercoach. Just not, helping us out lately. Not Ross the Boss, but um, look, you can find us on facebook.com forward slash SC Insider and Twitter, SC underscore Insider underscore and Twitch, Chris. Twitch.tv forward slash uh, SC underscore Insider. Yes, and we are on YouTube as well as Spotify, so please get around us. Show us some love. Excellent. Uh, we do appreciate love. Yes, we do. Love is love. <laughs> love is love. Love is love. Love is love. Uh, okay, so we're covering Fremantle. Uh, according to Champion Data, they have the eighth hardest draw mm -hmm. uh, so it's not too bad um, they do have a few better games at Optus as well this year which is interesting uh, when we look at their first four games I think their first four games are probably the most interesting um, normally that's what I like to look at to get a, a nice little kickstart to the year I like to see that um, you know, you're going to get some easy, easier games hopefully get some wins on the board and um, you know, get some good scores in for your Supercoach side so let's look at their first four games uh, quite friendly, as I said. So they versus North Melbourne at home, first of all. Mm -hmm. Yep. So not too bad at all. Uh, then they got the Gold Coast away, which is, you know, who cares? It's Gold Coast, so it should be a good win there. And uh, after that, they versus the Eagles at home. And then they, oh, sorry, they St. Kilda at home and then the Eagles at home. So you're looking at at least, a, what, three bottom four yeah. sides. And the Derby's always a, like, they always t usually turn up for the well, Derby. I shouldn't say so. bottom four for North, but, um, yeah, so you got uh, Gold Coast, you got St. Kilda, and uh, West Coast. So three of the four, first four weeks are actually at home, which I think is a great little setup for them. Also good for Sandlands, which means you'll probably actually play the first four rounds being at home most of the time. So yeah. I think that's probably a win-win as far as that goes. Um we're going to go with, first of all, we're going to go with the rookies because that's probably one of the most relevant parts for Fremantle yep. uh, is their rookies. So the rookies to note, uh, Brett uh, Bewley, I believe his name is pronounced, is 117K. He's a midfielder, was pick 59. Wow. Uh, late. We're going with the late one. I like it. Yeah, well, he's cheap. First of all, I know there is another good one that we're both keeping an eye on anyway. Yep. Recruited from Williamstown VFL, uh, Supercoach average of 103. Mm -hmm. uh, so the VFL club likened him to Tom Scully. So he was ranked number one in the VFL for effective long kicks last season and averaged 25 disposals a game. Wow. He is ready-made. Um, so pretty much this is what the I think it was a coach or something said as well. So he's ready-made as far as we would be concerned. And I dare say, obviously, would think Fremantle would think the same because they looked so at him through the at, draft. So that's his, the Williamstown, Williamstown. Williamstown yep. footy manager. Yep. Um, so he said that um, imagine him, they would want to play him as an outside mid initially and potentially throw him inside over time. So uh, I think with Stephen Hill doing quads all the time and Bradley Hill just being an absolute muppet at times. <laughs> in and out, in and out. Uh, to get Plus a, with Harley Bennell well, never get, actually getting on the park. Correct. So yep. to get a guy that can actually get some outside run and be really quick and dashing, I think he could actually be a possibility to play some games on the outside. I agree with you. Uh, and he's cheap, which is even better. So the next one is Luke Valente. 
I just like the name. Yeah, right? Yeah. No, I like it. I, 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 feel, I, like, I feel like it should be in... Um, and someone who I've been looking at heavily to start, I think he could even be in a round one side. Oh, I'm 100%. He yep. could even uh, be on field with some luck. Yeah. Uh, 117K uh, feels like he should be part of the Three Musketeers, if anything, <laughs> uh, with a name like that. You love it. Yeah. <laughs> Luke Valente. Is it Valente or Valente? I don't know. I'm saying Valente. It sounds a bit more Valente. Okay, okay. I'll let you have it, but we'll wait until wrong. BT announces it. To- yeah, I could be wrong. Well, I'm not trusting BT. B- BT is the, I am not trusting is the, go- is the go-to source. I am not how- trusting BT to pronounce anything. <laughs> He's going to have fun with that for sure. Uh, anyway, he was tipped as a likely first-round selection on draft night, but slipped to pick 32, which wow. is why A, he's highly rated. B, he's cheap because he slid. Yep. Nothing better. So good. Nothing better. So I uh, was snapped up by the Dockers. Because I think he's a tall tall midfielder? Or? Um, not sure about on his height, but yeah. he's uh, definitely plays with stature. Okay. Uh, so look, he was a South Australian under-18 captain, has an AFL-ready body, uh, was ranked 10th best in the draft by champion data and rated elite for intercept possessions and score involvement. I love it. So what for is- me, he is definitely on my watch list for my rookie selections. Excellent. I love it. The I'm, next, in, I'm in for that. The next one is Lachlan Schultz, uh, 117K forward, pick 57, recruited from, again, Williamstown VFL. So I think they're trying to do what Brisbane were doing and now what Suns are trying to do by getting people from the same club to try and get them to stay at your club. Yep. Uh, seems like a, a – well, it proves to be so far a successful well, play. Yeah, the, the WA teams have nailed the, you know, the go-home factor. They, tr- they try as much as they can. Yes. to recruit local state talent. And they've got a lot of it. It's not like it's correct. they don't have any. So, yeah. Yes. And um, so Schultz was – he was actually on a plumbing job when his boss called him to tell him he'd been drafted. So <laughs> uh, he's small. He's a 177-centimetre forward who can push into the midfield, yep. uh, potentially inheriting the role of Ballantyne. He's so done. He's, he's done. done. Correct. So And I think, you know, Fremantle needs some more pressure forwards – uh, because they really lacked in that this season. Well, I've, here's how irrelevant he is. I've forgotten his name. Old mate from the Suns who went there. And uh, yeah, um, um, Brandon Matera. Matera, right? Yeah. So I think he's not a pressure forward at all. No, not no. pressure, not pressure. Yeah. So uh, and tackle. Pre- what do you want me to tackle? Well, Sorry, pre- mate. I only, pre- I only kick like ridiculous goals in my left. Well, foot. pressure forward <laughs> seems to be where it's all at. Yeah. So I feel like it's the way the men all, especially with the tall forwards they have at the moment. I mean, Jesse Hogan. Let's face it, he's not chasing anything but a dart. Um, <laughs> Rory Lobb, like seriously, Rory Lobb's not chasing anything either. Like GWS had some of the worst pressure forward. And Cam McCarthy. Yeah. He's not really, I mean. Yeah, I mean. But at least it. they're all mobile. And Tabernacle, all right. They're so is Tabernacle yeah. probably the better one? He'll probably at least chase. What happens chase, with Tabernacle? He'll probably chase something. I reckon he'll go nuts. Um, how they line but, up though? Like if they're but, all fit, which Rory, they never are, but if they're all fit, GWS, how they line up? GWS had some of the worst pressure forward acts in the league. So Rory Lobb's gone. Yep. So therefore, that's why I think uh, Schultz could actually get a game. And they're trying to go. Okay, well, this seems to be the thing at the moment. We need some pressure forwards. So do you know what I mean? And as as far as um, you know, Schultz goes. I mean. Being a plumber, I'm sure he's up for any job. <laughs> so, you know, just uh, get in there and get it done. Probably charge you extra per hour. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He'll charge free men or show up for you. Yeah, exactly. All right, yeah. So you want me to rock up to where? Yeah, that's at least another three grand. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, oh, well, we, plumbing joke. Well, yeah, we're used to having a, a show up fee in our contract, but, um, you know, Ben will never showed up. 
Anyway, so he's a mature age recruit, so it looks like they're trying to repeat the success of um, Ryan and Banfield. So fingers crossed there. I am keeping an eye on him. Hopefully there's a position for him in that side. Stones, you just said, are we still going? Yes, we are, mate. We're, uh, we're, mate, we're still, still going. going. I, I need a shot of something. This is our last one for the day, guys, just so you know. Yeah, and, on um, Twitch. And yeah, Dave Swizzy has also said he likes so Walters as F3. If, if you are listening to this throughout the week, because we will be releasing these audio segments as well, you can watch us on YouTube throughout the week, but we will live Twitch again this time next week yep. on the Sunday. So it that way, be. if you don't want to wait until the Friday to listen to one of the next teams coming up, listen to us live, uh, or even watch the repeats on Twitch if you want to get your uh, content live without delay. Yep, the next six teams are going to be And if you want to see our week. ugly mugs, then do Twitch in also. Um, <laughs> Um, anyway, so the next one is um, Griffin Logue, yep. 164K defender. I am big on this guy. Yeah. Uh, a, he was a former top eight draft pick. Injury ruined 2018. No yep. doubt about it. But uh, he was highly touted. Silk smooth skills in that defense line, I think. They're really going to want to try and take the game on a bit more and not play so boring. So what we're saying is this year, do not miss Fremantle and the JLT, right? You cannot not watch those They're games. so relevant yeah. for Supercoach this year. And even Griffin Logue, he's only 164K. Yeah. For a guy that was a pick eight and he was awesome in the like, you know, defender being able to kick the ball. Yeah. He showed glimpses of some awesome skills. I think if Fremantle play a more Supercoach friendly game well, yep. and aren't so boring then you're looking at some of these defenders actually be able to get off the chain and he could the be one of those is going to be who's the 22 I think he's who best runs best out player. in round one I think he's going to be a really really Griffin Logue 100% best 22 but Ross has been playing the kids man Griffin Logue best 22 this year I'm locking him in. Will not miss a game unless he's injured I'll take that bit <laughs> Griffin Logue best 22 come, come and get it um, and Swiss just said, uh, yeah, Logue should d- definitely get opportunities this season. So, Thank you. I am with him. Yeah. Now, the it's, other it's one. His, it's his to lose. It's on the tip of my tongue like this beer was earlier. It's his to lose just like your hair. Ah, hey, I don't, there's no way. Dude, my dad is uh, 62 and still has a full head of hair. Yes, it's been grey since he was 15. It's the bush. But that's not <laughs> <laughs> I got the biggest. Um, so don't, on to don't, our, don't mess with his eye. Anyone, anyone seen that? You, you can't not have him if he starts. But Harley Bennell? Same price. 167 You literally cannot not start him. And he's had, he had seasons where he's averaged 95 before. So it's not necessarily – it's about his body, obviously. And it's about his off-field indiscretions. But look, he's – let's be fair – it was New Year's Eve, and he got kicked out of a pub for being oh, too yeah. drunk. It's, it's, okay, it's a no. It's a no factor. It's, it's like as in well, it's. No, like I understand why it's relevant. I mean, it's news. a no story. Like, yeah. who cares? I understand why yeah. papers want to sell things about Benel being he, off the rails. He got asked to leave, and he left. Yeah. Big whoop. And then he told the club. Jeez. And you know what's interesting though? Like, did the club posture that? Did they be like, "Oh yeah, he told us." Dude, like, what's happened? <laughs> like, they probably they actually probably called the pl- the place, being like, "What actually happened?" Oh, we asked him to leave, and he left. Well, I'm cool. I'm cool assuming story. that he has very strict guidelines of what he's allowed and not allowed to do. So, um, must be. Yeah, we'll yeah, see that, see something. how that comes to fruition. But at the end of the day, if Harley Bennell is fit and playing round one, you cannot not have him. Oh, that you could not have him. And worst think- case scenario is if he does it by round three, he's not there. You can trade to another rookie that's performing. You missed out on. That's true. Well, his his injury 
risk doesn't change. So if he starts round one, I'm starting him and hoping to get a good ride. Yeah. If not, no, I, I down- need eight games. If right? not, I downgrade. But what I don't want to yeah. do is I don't want to not start him. He does well in the first two rounds. I bring him in and then he gets injured at the same risk factor and then I've burnt two trades. So I'd rather just start with him, hope to get lucky, and if not, I'll downgrade and make some cash. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm not burning a trade to bring him in to then burn a trade when he gets injured anyway. So you really only need him for eight games. If he's starting, but, that's all you need him for. Right? If he's starting, I'm starting. Otherwise, I actually hope he doesn't start round one and he comes out after. Yeah, a few rounds. and then yeah, and comes then in I later, in this, which is possible and, because he hasn't played. He played a, a little bit of waffle footy last year, but then came back, got an injury, came back, got an injury. Yes. Um, but so, yeah. I think it depends on how he goes, how his body holds up, and how much yeah, he wants it. I agree. And if he wants it as much as he's chasing the next high, then he should be in for a good year. <laughs> um, anyway, we'll very move cool, into cool. into premiums. Our, our friend, the one and only, the one of the best super coach and most relevant players in the country is uh, Nathaniel Fife. Yep, guaranteed. Nathaniel Fife, and he can take a mark like anyone's business. I'm really big on Fife this year. Uh, I can't take too many risky players with me, except I for wish the he fact- was 50k cheaper. That's all, like he has been perennially a little bit cheaper because he gets injured and then comes back and you know whatever. Well, he got but- injured in round 11 on 43. His true average is 118.9. Yeah, and he averaged 125.3 his first rounds. Yep. First 10 he, rounds, yeah. Well, he was injured for part of it after that. He was a little bit... Yeah, yes, I get it. Nat Fife gets injured a lot, but people would say the same about Ablett and then pick him hands down blind because he would average you 100 and 120 plus. If you're saying the same about Ablett, what's why the, aren't you saying what's that the difference? About Fife, For me, yeah. it's what's the difference? And for me, he's one of the only ones that can go 120 plus still. So I think, A, Lockie Neal's out, so therefore... I think more pressure is now on Fife to actually play a bit more of the brunt in the midfield yep. to help support these kids. They've just drafted in two forwards. Yep. So Nat Fife doesn't need to go and play a majority of the time forward. Yes, I know he still might, but you've got, again, Tabiner. Having got, said that, he plays great forward when he goes. Oh, he does. Oh, I expect His him, best year was when he was pinch hitting forward. I expect him to oh. rest. I expect him to rest forward still. Maybe they throw Jesse yep. Hogan in for a smidge when he's resting forward. Which I'm really excited about Jesse Hogan this year because what is, what's his role? I'm not. Is he going to play that mid forward that he was playing Melbourne last year or is he going to play pure forward? I'm not. I don't he, know. He's still recovering from a stress fracture. I ain't doing that. Yeah, but later in... Like, oh, he, later. He, he, I ain't starting he come. He'll play round one though, Ronnie. Ooh. So that is there... Well, uh, we'll so uh, I'll, I'll, I'll get into it in a second. Anyway, so Nat Five for me, I, I, I don't know. I want to start him... My issue is only the the, the fact. I don't know if I want to start take out take out the concern that he's not going to play twenty two games and he, he would be locked into every single team. Yeah, but at six eighteen k, but who ten k cheaper? I go Lockie Neal, who I can pretty much bank a one ten average every single week. But who is or guaranteed? I can go one hundred and fifty grand maybe to a, a no six seventy grand to a Zorko uh, no hundred grand to a Zorko seventy grand to a Merit. Those, that that's what you're looking at. Yeah. And you're losing, what, maybe 10 points per game, 15 points per game when he's fit. But in total points over the year, those guys are reliable. Well, again, I remind you, their first four rounds, he is going to average you 130-plus in the first that's four true, rounds right? and go now. Oh, absolute- don't... He's going to go you're, ham. You're adding more question marks he's going to, to me. Go, and I don't like it. He's going to go ham in the first four rounds. And I'm, for that he reason... He does beat up on, on shit For that reason, I actually wouldn't mind starting him because I can then put a Lockie Neal and a Fife in the same team and they're in separate teams. And you can't... Like, I'm not saying you can't start him. I, I, I like him, but it's like... I'm who, with you. I'm who with you. He's not in your team because you have Fife because he's so expensive. So. Yeah, it'd have to be instead of a, a Merit or someone. Yeah. It looks like. Or another premium, but... 
can uh, and, and I don't think you can carry, say, a Josh Kelly and no, a Fife. I, I don't want to be carrying. For me, he would be my injury risk player. Yeah. I wouldn't be putting in a Kelly as well as him, as well as a McRae possibly, yeah. based on the seasons they just had. Yep. You know, So for me, I would be picking him over the other two. Um, yeah, I wouldn't start with too many of those players. But for me, I think he's worth the risk. Yep. I think he has a proven history of backing it up. And surely it's bound to happen once, right? Uh, look, he's bound to have a good year once, and I think he'll have more. He has good time. years. He just—it's yep. uh, only on average. Ever, he, I don't think he's ever played a full I, I season. Think, I think so. he's going nuts. I think he's winning the Brownlow. Yeah. Oh, that's big call. He's going to be a pure big early call. Beast. No, they won't win enough games for him to win the Brownlow. But I think he will be back up to Ooh. a top three, top three jet, my friend. He definitely is a jet. There's no denying it. He's an absolute jet. It's just can his body hold up yes. 22 games under more stress than it has been previously because you don't have Lockie Neal there with you. Speaking of more stress. David Mundy, 33. Yes. How's he still going? I uh, know. Tiger oh, he's blood. still scoring. He's at, um, Tiger blood. Yeah, Tiger blood. <laughs> um, he's still scoring well. Yeah. Like, you, know, you can't say that he's not, he hasn't been a good option. For draft, yeah, I, I'm not going to touch him in standard. I think uh, it's too expensive I don't, I don't to wanna, standard. But again, he might be required to play a little bit more inside to help out some of the young Maybe. kids, you know, give them a bit of experience. But you've got so many Who young knows? kids coming through with your Brayshaw and your but, uh, yeah, Sarah and... Banfield and all those boys, you know, they're, they're going to... But, I mean, if um, if Smith... Uh, Simpson, sorry. If Smith, Simpson can keep on kicking on, then why can't yeah. Mundy? And I think he's a good sorry. option for drafts, but probably not at the price you're paying for him because of the... Um, Someone pick him up early because he's going to be so high on everyone's watch list. Yeah, and there's also the Goddard factor. He might be one year away from being toast. <laughs> True. So, like, you Actually, know... I'm it's... pretty sure that uh, Parker Pretzels gave us a call about Mundy. <laughs> Parker Pretzels. <laughs> Uh, okay, so the next one, premium forward, uh, still kind of in that mid to premium forward range, is Walters. Uh, did a left knee in round six on 17, so his true average is actually 92. So it really does pick him up as a 476k midfielder forward option. I know he is wanting to get some more midfield time. Whether that happens or not, it's pre-season. And Apparently his mid-time went up to f- f- yeah. uh, 40% or something. Yeah. Which, okay, I, I, didn't, I didn't notice that. Having having said that, so field time. Pre-season. Okay, so the the big one about this podcast is Michael Walters versus Connor Blakely, right? But who gets the more mid time? So Five came out in preseason and said, "Hey, um, yeah, it's definitely going to be um, so." Connor Blakely's going to slot, slot straight in. Then there was an article that came out on um, uh, AFL.com.au saying that Walters is looking to get more mid time. Um, what does more mid-time entail for him? Is it 10%? Is it 5%? Like, if he only went up to 40%, he's not going to be a midfielder forward. He's always going to be a forward mid, right? Like, I don't think it's going to be the other way around. Is it? I, I don't know. 50-50? I'm, I'm too busy looking at Swizz here. Swizz, don't do this to me. He says you can have, look at it this way, Goldie and Fife or Gorn and Zach Merritt, and I hate you for that. <laughs> why can't I have Gorn and Fife <laughs> why can't we have both yeah I know it's more money I'll find I'll, I'll, I'll find it I'll cut someone's knees off elsewhere I'll, make, <laughs> I'll do the dodgy I'll do the buy Harris Andrews and you get an extra 25k going with it and yeah, there you go just, look right there I'll do the I'll do the West Tigers I'll pay them out the back <laughs> <laughs> see these guys don't understand that reference <laughs> I, have to, I have to think was it West Tigers was it Cronulla I was like oh they're all dodgy oh uh, who knows uh, okay so look I don't mind him uh plus he was also flying uh walters was round 11 was on 92 before he got corked and didn't see the game so Uh, but here's the thing with with walters is that i love him as an option i love him as a footballer he's exciting machine he can do anything he scores well when he's on the pitch and then he gets injured breaks a heart muscle and doesn't come back for three games i think he had all 
the time. Disjointed. I think he had about yeah. three patches, missing a game, missing a game. Missed a game here, missed yeah. two games there. I'm back, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I'm back, oh, now we got to buy. He's just got that <laughs> body type that's just, like the rigors of AFL football, it just doesn't doesn't stand up well, to on a week-to-week basis. If, if AFL was played in Fortnite games, so every fortnight you play a game, yeah, he'd be like the best player ever. Well, Chris, I tried to get in contact with him. Oh, did you really? Uh, yeah, I couldn't get through to anyone, so I'll make this a, a long story short. So I just sent him a quick little uh, text uh, through people, uh, and I just said, stop training with Stephen Bloody Hill. <laughs> <laughs> you it's are true. learning bad habits. Well, bad habits. My friend. He might be a top bloke. <laughs> just, you just never on the park. Um, so that and that's another thing. I mean, that's one thing I really like about Blakely is that he's just got that AFL-ready body, which is why I think that he's a, a dead-set lock. Um, so now I'm skipping a little bit. Yeah, of why are you jumping, mate? You. This is my segment. Oh, what is well, this? Mate, well, I'm just saying, you know, um, he obviously, he's, as I said, been monitored with the preseason. His thing was you can't look at last year as, as Blakely for this season. Last year didn't really reflect what his true potential is because he played a large part of his um, – football behind the ball and didn't play much midfield time at all. The previous year is when he really shone, when he yeah. actually did play midfield. The previous year averaged like 90. He had an eight-round back average on the back end at like 108. So I do see where you're coming from. Yeah. He has a lot of potential. Uh, but at the same time, he did have end-of-season knee surgery, so I am wanting to monitor him and his role and how he's performing. It's a, it's a JLT watch. If he yeah. comes out in JLT and plays midfield and, and turns up in both games, but if you're expecting him hard to, to not if you're play. expecting him to be dropping primo scores every week, he, he is also inconsistent when you look at some of his scores. He gets you a few duds, a 60 here yeah. and then a 115 there. I'm so, it. as a defender, that's what I mean. As a defender, yeah, that's I would never choose him in midfield, but as a defender, I can take that risk. And if he's if he gets me a hundred average instead of 110, okay, bro, I'm fine with that. <laughs> yeah, 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 you just got more flexibility in, in, in defense. You'll end up on a 92, yeah, right? Uh, look, I am he has been in my side and he probably still is at this point in time, yep. But again, I'm waiting to see. I'm waiting for the flowers to bloom and the sure. the manure to settle. Uh, Luke Ryan as a, a defender, 489k, so more expensive by what uh, 28k than Blakely. Yep, uh, was great to start the year, as you know. Had some the, big the, games. The steak knives in your little Had salad. Some absolute big games. What did I even ones. give up for that? I gave you Ryan. I don't know, but whatever it is, I, I lucked out there. But the other one you gave me was toast. I can't remember. I can't remember. Uh, so he averaged 98.5 for his first 12 rounds, yep. went great. And then he averaged 76.4 his last seven. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, including – and here's the funny part about it. So his last seven games, he averaged 76.4 and then included one round of 140. So you think about 140 round. So how bad did he do for the rest of those? Well, before the bye, he actually went on a nice little hot streak of six rounds, which is probably why he actually did really well throughout the year. Before the bye, his six rounds, just before the bye, went 125, 121, 136, a 93, a 106, and an 88. That's not bad. Not bad. Now, here's the other great thing about Luke Ryan is he's the main kick-out person at the club. So, again, you look at Luke Ryan and you go, oh, dude, yeah. I I actually, again, wait and see. He's too expensive to take a risk on him. No, draft you could have a look at. But draft, if you get him at D2. He still has upside. Yeah. He has upside. and uh, Hopefully he keeps it, though. Yeah. I'm really, really interested to see where his um, 2019 can take him. Yes. One on my radar for sure. I don't think he's going to be a, a, like in my standard team at this point. No, not in my standard um, team. But he's in the conversation. I wouldn't again. I wouldn't be against someone taking a unique option at 489k. I mean, yeah. him versus say a, a Harris Andrews or even a Howe. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you, you, you know, there's how's got, the points, the how's got the points on the board, but yeah. it's in the potential for. I think he's an impressive specimen. Like football yeah. are coming through, and but um, you've got if Blakey's moving for more midfield, he could um, be even more ball back behind the ball. So. You know, there's yeah. definitely reasons to choose Luke Ryan in 2019 a, for sure. I think with a promising forward line as well, I think they're going to start to have to take a few more direct options and actually play a little bit more aggressively from defense yep. instead of just kind of puckering up and trying to hold on to To do it. that, what they need to do, and this is 100%, they need the ball in Nathan Wilson's hands as much as possible, running from the back line and distributing. Give him the ball. The problem with Nathan Wilson is he just doesn't have enough of it. <laughs> He's just a more low possession type player, 15 to 20 disposals. If you give Nathan Wilson more ball... He will carve up teams. His foot use is yeah. absolutely ex- exquisite, but he just never gets enough. I'm with you. Uh, Swiss says Walters could go ham the first six rounds. They do yeah, have he, easy. He could. He could also not be injured the first six rounds. So <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Um, and then we did touch on earlier, so the Jesse Dart Hogan at yep. 498K. That's how I will refer to him this year. <laughs> uh, I'm not keen on him. He's recovering from an avacular stress fracture in his kicking foot, and that was so on the 28th of November – uh, he said he's still a few weeks away from running on the track. Yeah, which and puts it, him at the January. And he's not sure how he will be used. So I think that's just a big old no, I don't I think, no idea. I honestly don't think that Fremantle know yet. And this is, I suppose, uh, I, I think, think he this. Killed, I think he killed it this year. But he went from being into a successful Melbourne side yep. to Fremantle. I agree, yeah. Well, and so well, before he was out, but, he, he'd, he'd been Melbourne yeah. with all his mates playing footy. Now he's back home smoking darts. Also, his points came from a lot of mid-time. So yeah. he was playing a lot of midfield, which was yes. unique in itself. So see how he's used. Um, I like, so, and uh, this lends to this. So um, Susie Taylor just said, how do Frio, uh, what, what do they do with their ruck situation? So they've literally got Sandy, Darcy, and Lobb. And then you've got um, Tabiner, you've got Cam McCarthy, and you've got Jesse Hogan. Yep. How do all of those fit in a team? And the answer is they don't. They so don't. What, think, what do they run out with? Is, is Sandy playing 10 games again this year? And I think so. I think Sandy's starting up. I think so too. And trying to get them off to a pretty good start to give them some confidence and try and get the continuity going. Uh, I think. Sandy, I don't actually mind Sandy as a, as a draft selection because he, he really did well He scores well year. when he's playing. When I he's think, on the park, he scores really well. Yeah, so I think um, you're looking at Darcy, I think will be put on probably one more year's development as yep. far as I'm concerned. I think uh, Lobb will be a forward because uh, he can he, take He's the one that marks. stays, right? So Lob's the one that he's going to be in the team regardless because he Lob's can play in. forward. Lob, yeah, correct. And Lob yeah. will be forward and he'll pinch hit to give Sandy a rest. Yeah. Anything happens to Sandy, Darcy comes in and happy days. Interesting to see. So is Lob then, does he want to be a Ruckman or does he want to stay forward? What, what did he go over there? What did they I tell him? I thought he wanted to be a forward. Well, if he wants to be a forward, that's great for well, them. Well, but that's funny because I heard at GWS he wanted to be a dominant Ruckman, but then turns yeah, out exactly. he's not a very so good, what does then he turns want? out he's not a very good Ruckman. So I have no idea. I thought he wanted to be a ruck, but his now... His tap-outs to advantage is still very yeah. high when he's in the ruck, but he never really got to I think it. he'll be... Yeah, I don't know, depending on where they rest. He'll still do tap-outs and stuff like that as well, but I think... Um, For that reason, I don't think you can choose Lob this year. Oh, I, 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 If he's yeah. not the... Like, he's, he really, really excelled when he was playing ruck, but I don't think he's actually going to get much ruck time this year. I think it's going to be between Sandy and Darcy, um, and you also got in there... Um, uh, and you know they may they may have a little bit more flexibility with how they play their forwards, um, but McCarthy and and Hogan, if, are they both playing with Lob? That's a fairly tall forward line, um, and then the Darcy only replaces Sandy. So Darcy plays when Sandy's not. Lob's the one that mainstays. I think that's generally how I see it. Yeah, I'm with that too. Um, so I do have Tabiner as a draft smoky. He could benefit. Ta- so Tabiner, so between Tabiner Hogan and um. 
McCarthy. He really doesn't earn two spots. If Lobb's oh, permanently McC- in McCarthy is horrible. But um, I just think Tabernacle showed some glimpses of actually being able to really dominate. Took some strong marks. Correct. And kicked some goals. But now if he's like third forward. Yeah. Like he could actually, he could well, really benefit. Could him, yeah. He could really benefit from being up against a third tour. True. Uh, and I think he could dominate. So for me, he's a watch based on his potential. Uh, I still think... I'm going to go with the avoids, um, but I'm still going to say he's a mid-pricer, is Stephen Hill, a 389k defender. Avoid. Avoid, he's had multiple injuries. He had like quad surgery or quad injuries. He's horrible. Can't stay in the park for longer than five minutes. Cheap though, he could be a draft bench in an 18-man league or something like that. No, no, never get there. Because people see his name and be like, oh, yeah, I'll take him. Yeah, correct. But um, Rory Lobb, 411k And available in defense as well. So Rob, a 411k forward ruck. The only reason he provides a pretty good option is because he does have a high ceiling when he plays. Um, he got injured on 59 in round three, injured on 37 in round 12. His two, yeah, I know. I had him. Yeah, his, <laughs> his, true, his true average is 79.5, so he's actually not bad for a draft option, particularly with that ruck forward swing. Yeah. 300s, including 150, uh, in one of those at 150. Yeah. So that inflates his average big time. Yeah. So it, He's a great player. I, I actually yeah. really like Rui Lobb, and I, I see a lot of But don't forget, now he's playing for Fremantle with less wins. Yeah. So, well, let's... let's Let's see. I'm not set on him in standard at and, all. And also, you got to remember when you're talking about hit out to advantage stats, he's hitting to Josh Kelly, Dylan Shield, yeah, um, Callum Ward. It's a little bit different than going back. And I mean, he's still got five, but it's going to be five, and then whoever else is in there, right? Well, yeah, it's like whoever's thrown in there at the time. It's like trying to sell Audis down at like you know Bondi Beach kind of thing with you know where there's like a rich population. Yeah, here you go. Here's, a, here's an Audi. Here's an Audi. Here's an Audi. And you Take get it. a car. Yeah, and you exactly. Get a car. You get a car. <laughs> Everyone wins a lotto, and it's like trying to sell a car. Happy yeah, right. Um, anyway, so yeah, Sean Darcy, 361k ruck. I can't see that changing unless Sandy is injured. No. And there's natural development there. So ones to watch is Ross Lyon for me. Yep. Uh, see what he does. Well, I think and, that that's, that's relevant because and Stephen Hill the whole of Fremantle you need, to, you need to watch, of course, because the JLT is going to be super important for them. How they structure up with their new recruits, um, who of their rookies are actually going to be playing early or even during the year. Yes. Um, what positional change do they have with the outs that they had? All of that, we need more information. Like, we really need a lot more information from Fremantle. This, this uh, and a quick little side note, the reason I also think Logue, like, they do have some um, – Johnson is gone and stuff like that as well, so defense. So there is a little yep. bit of room now in defense. Michael Johnson. Yeah, yep. correct. So to try and actually – you know, there is a little bit of room in that place. Plus, you know, Neil going out, so those rookies trying to come through the midfield, whether – you know, some of those other guys that did do a good job last year, Banfield, whether someone yep. else replaces him or whether he does a different role. Or, now, the only other know. one that I want to touch on before we get out of here and onto the first and we'll let you go, Ed Langdon is someone who you need to watch um, just from a perspective of if he gets more mid-time as well. But he's not even a forward mid anymore. No, no. So midfielder only. Draft, draft Smokey. Catch a later. Late on, late on your, um, in your midfield or on Very the bench. Very late. Bench. Um, bench only. No, don't no. put him on field. He's a great option and he could be one that really racks up the pill. I don't know how much mid-time he's going to get. I don't know what role he's going to be playing, but watch him because he could explode this season. Just saying. Just my little one to watch. Just saying. You know how I know he went? <laughs> what? what? His last name's Langdon. <laughs> Hopefully he doesn't do the long kick to a contest. Like he, will, he will only play well when it's four weeks out of contract. Oh, yeah. That's fair enough. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's it from us. Please do follow us. Show us some love. And uh, we'll be back next Sunday. And if, Same time, 12 p.m. Australian Eastern Daylight Time. And if you want to re-listen to our awesome facts, please do check us out online and um, enjoy the audio version uh, yep. of this. 
And we'll uh, we'll be uploading these to YouTube tonight as well. Yes. So if you want to check us out on that uh, medium, you can. But the podcast will start going daily from tomorrow. Wonderful. And I hope you've enjoyed it. This has been a little bit different and fresh from us. We think this will provide a little bit of interaction going forward. I know it will sound a little bit different when we release these online. However, uh, I think this gives everyone good access to what we're doing. And I hope you have enjoyed this so far. Yeah, yeah. And I think we're going to do some really unique things. Like we can do some visual rate your teams. We can bring up teams. We can talk about the teams. Yeah, I think things well, that you, you going just, forward, we'll get better at using a few yeah, more visuals to show you what great. we're looking at. Or even the team, like the week reviews. And this is our first time. So first if you're watching time. us live. Compared to where we first started our first podcast to how much better we got throughout the year, this is the same process, yeah. getting better as we go using this platform. So I'm excited. I'm excited. Wonderful. Well, thank you very much for having us. And we will catch you again sometime shortly. Thanks very much, guys. Have a good one. Peace. Cheers. The C is for the courage I possess through the drama. H is for the hurt, but it's all for the honor. A is for my attitude, working through the patience. Money comes and goes, so the M is for motivation. Gotta stay consistent, the P is to persevere. The I is for integrity, innovative career. The O is optimistic, open and never shut. And the N is necessary, cause I'm never giving up. See, they ask me how I did it, I just did it from the heart. Crushing the competition, been doing it from the start. They say that every champion is all about his principles. Carry.